And welcome back, everybody, to a very, very special WrestleMania edition of Before the Three Count. Oh, WrestleMania, fighting to survive. Pump it up, pump it up. For all the old school people that may remember that one. But, uh, <laughs> we are back. Another episode of Before the Three Count. I am your boy. Oh, with a little bit of a horse throat, and uh, coming at you is the host with the most, the one, the only, unnamed host, aka Jesse, the not the body Ventura. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I dig it. So, so this is WrestleMania. He's one of the OG commentators. Yes. Let me tell you something, big man. <laughs> <laughs> All black jawed yokels out here. <laughs> and, uh, also, I I did not swing this by the unnamed host, but uh, I think he's going to be cool with this. I have a very special guest for us today. The one, the only, the queen. Hi. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. <clears throat> so, folks, uh, uh, you guys... Uh, and currently, Dallas, Texas, uh, which I'm so jealous. <laughs> enjoying, enjoying good weather, good food, and first night of WrestleMania. <laughs> yes. And uh, definitely been a good time. You should come with us on Wally's Mania trip sometime, actually. That'd be cool. That would be dope. Uh, so much fun. Did you... And before we get into first night Mania, did you guys go to SmackDown to see the Hall of Fame? We did not, but we watched okay. it on Peacock after. Oh, okay. Ring of Honor. Oh, so Ring of Honor was, oh, wow. So Tony yeah, Khan trying to steal all of Vince's thunder. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, uh, but the show was booked before he bought the company. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. And, I, thought, uh, I thought he was trying to be petty. No, no. No, he usually stays away from WrestleMania weekend. You usually don't. I feel like since they started the company, it was always like WrestleMania is WWE's thing. We do mm-hmm. our thing other times. Like so, they're mm-hmm. never usually around. Oh, okay. Once, right. once they swarmed all in. I mean, all <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, how was the Ring of Honor card? I think so far my favorite show of the weekend. It was great. It was such a fun show. Okay. I did expect a lot of it. I had very low expectations going in. Okay. And I was think. The crowd was. It was a small. How many people even were there? I would say maybe like three thousand. Thousand. Maybe. At Ring of Honor. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe a lot less than that. I thought you said there were a few hundred. When we got there, and it I started, filled up from yeah, when we got there. Yeah. Okay. When we got there, okay. I started counting, and there was like hundreds of people per section. Okay. Um. But yeah, I would say, but by the end of it, and maybe less than three thousand. I'm, I'm trying. To, I feel like it was like a five thousand seat arena. It was okay. probably about half full, maybe. Okay. And was the card a majority of the new newly acquired AEW roster, or was it mostly OG Ring of Honor guys from yesteryear? It was mix. Yeah, kind of a mix. Um, definitely heavily AEW flavored. Okay. Uh, t- 
talent-wise, not the feel. Not it was, booking. Yeah, it was Ring of Honor-style booking. Um, serious matches, wrestling, okay. wrestling, wrestling. Okay. And uh, I know uh, the I knew the only matches I knew was Briscoe against FTR. Yes, that was like maybe moment of the weekend. Okay. Yeah, definitely up match? there. That was up there. And, okay. Uh, was the belt on the line or was this a standard match? Belt, belt Ring of Honor tag belts were on the line. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, that was definitely the match that everybody was there to see. It was not the main event, but oh. it, it should have been. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I was shocked that it wasn't. I mean, I knew logically why, but the whole feel around it, you felt like the energy, the noise, the crowd, like the passion, everything. It felt like you were in AT&T Stadium versus where we were. <laughs> that's how loud the crowd was. It was crazy. Eesh. Yeah. Eesh. <clears throat> okay. All right. Like well, the moment the match started. Yeah. Like they all, you know, they started being like chanting like all crazy. It was nonstop. <laughs> yeah. And it did not okay. Uh, who was the main event? Main event was for the uh, undisputed ROH Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. It was uh, interim champion Jonathan Gresham mm-hmm. taking on uh, Bandito, the uh, Ring of Honor Heavyweight Champion. Okay, how was that match? It was actually pretty yeah, good. Pretty good. You guys sound a little hesitant when you said that. <laughs> it was, was so hard to follow. The Briscoes match, like oh, okay. the after, I just was like, I feel bad for you. I don't know how you're following this. Like, it was, and it was the second time I think I've seen both of them wrestle. So oh, Gresham sure and Bandito. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I wasn't sure what to expect, but I thought it was a really solid match. I think they did a really good job. Okay. So, yeah. so uh, when uh, Rock and Hogan. Uh, with WrestleMania 18, but they weren't the last match. I think it was like Jericho and Triple H, but like the yes. Rock and Hogan match, like pretty much stole the whole night. Yes. Yeah. It's same but, same exact kind of situation. That's funny. Oh, okay. Started off owning the night, <laughs> yes. and then it pivoted. Yeah. The the opening match. Well, well, I guess technically, so there was a pre-show. Part, yeah. Yeah. So right. in the pre-show, the opening match was Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Yep. Uh, taking on. Do you remember who we wrestled? Because I don't. I don't. I don't want to say it was a jobber because that's probably not fair because I don't think it I was. I don't think it was. Okay. Um, I just don't remember who it was at this moment in time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for the main card, the opening match was Swerve against uh, Alex Zane, who I had never heard of before. Mm. Yeah, same here. But uh, they put on, th- at that point, uh, after that match, I was like, wow, that's the match of the weekend. <laughs> <clears throat> then Briscoes and FTR came out later, and it was like, oh, that's the match possibly of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah theirs was like a match of the year candidate. It was incredible. Now, that was the best FTR match I've ever seen. Really? Uh, they just clicked with the Briscoes. Have they wrestled the Briscoes before? Or was this the first time? No, first time. first time ever touching. Wow. And they were all, they, they were fluid, like no botches, no, they were just hitting their points, you know, the whole time. <laughs> Completely. completely. I couldn't even keep up. Like, where is everyone? They were flying all over that arena. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> they were brawling. They were wrestling. And it I think that's the so great. Bad. It was a, such a mix of styles. Okay. And the Briscoes are so good because the Briscoes can technical wrestle with you, but they can also yeah. brawl. And I think they prefer to brawl. 
Yeah. Um, and, and FDR, I think, is kind of similar. They, I think they prefer to technical wrestle and old school tag team style, but they can brawl too. And I mean, this, yeah, the match was all over the place and it was just so good. Uh, so much action near falls towards the end where you're like, oh, this is it. And it's like, no, it's not it. Okay. Uh, who's the victor? The FTR. Really? Okay. Ring of Honor so tag team champions. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that was, are they, aren't they the aren't they also the AEW tag champs or just no they are AAA. Not. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Mexico tag team champs as well. So random. So I think I try is the Briscoes gonna try to get into AEW or that like this program between those two was just, that was just it for one night. Well, I mean, I'm saying prayers that Tony Khan understands like <laughs> what he has here, and like, yeah, Tony Khan knows what he has. Like, the the thing is, the the, the rumor is that uh, there is a TNT exec that does not want the Briscoes in AEW. How come? Uh, because of a tweet. Well, I guess two tweets from ten years ago. Okay. Um, oh, problematic. It's. <laughs> I don't think so, because. <laughs> okay. But I understand why they do. So uh, one of those tweets um, came from. It was actually uh, Ring of Honor was in New York uh, for Final Battle. Okay. And it was at the same time as a gay pride parade. Okay. And uh, so Jim Cornette actually explained this on his podcast, uh, saying that you know, so once everybody checks in, you're allowed to leave the building to go get lunch. Mm-hmm. that's like you got to be back in like two hours mm-hmm. and uh, I guess the Briscoes um, couldn't get back in time because the gay pride parade had blocked off the roads mm-hmm. and uh, one of them tweeted something about it Gotcha. And, uh, as Cornette said he's like well these are two guys from Sandy Fork Delaware that have never ever seen anything like that in their life <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha I gotcha <clears throat> And, That's uh, unfortunate, you know. It, it is. Um, and then the second tweet, which was definitely a lot less understandable. <laughs> okay, they even went further. <laughs> yes, at a later time, uh, they legalized. Uh, it was gay marriage, right? Yeah. yeah, they legalized gay marriage. I think in Delaware. Okay. And uh, one of the Briscoes uh, tweeted something about like, "Oh, if you try to teach my kids that that's okay, I'll shoot you." Oh, jeez. Yeah, I think that might have been Mark yeah, Briscoe. I was like, Mark looks like he's a little bit more behind than Jay might be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but they've since, like, and, and not, I don't mean recently, I mean back then, they, like, apologized and okay, cool, cool, cool. everything else. And uh, Cornette, I think Cornette explained it really well. He's like, you know, you've got to understand where these guys are from. Like, they're legit chicken farmers from the backwoods <laughs> of Delaware. Like, they don't know any better. He's like, if they even watch TV, if they have TV, it's probably just Fox News. Like, you know? <laughs> and I can say from my, my experience in Kentucky, yep. um, where I, I lived in a Christian halfway house, yep. literally the only channel they got there was Fox News. Is Delaware real south, though? Like, parts of it. it. Yeah, okay. I feel like it's considered, I feel like once you leave New Jersey, things are considered south. Okay. Yeah. As you're getting close to like Delaware, Maryland, like all that is. Well, because I know it's also very south for northeast. Yeah, because Rhode Island borders Delaware, right? Isn't like not even uh, close. Oh, it isn't. I thought no. like the, the, the 
Tip of, oh, okay, all right. So it's what near Delaware is uh, near like DC. Yeah. Okay, Maryland. Okay. All right. So yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, the Southern Territory. But all right. Yeah, I didn't even know they were from Delaware. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, Yep. (laughs) Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, any other standout uh, parts of uh, ROH? So after the Briscoes match, FTR wins. Yep. Uh, FTR goes to the back to celebrate. Um, uh-huh. Briscoes are in the ring uh, recuperating. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, out of the crowd, the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler hit the ring. Okay. And uh, super kicks to the Briscoes. Um, and then FTR came out and chased them off. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that was a huge shocker um, seeing them. Uh, I was oh, the Young Bucks. Blanchard stuff too. Yes. Um, so Tully Blanchard, uh, he was on the show. Okay. Because uh, uh, so in AEW storylines, Tully Blanchard, the Bris- uh, FTR fired Tully Blanchard like I don't know three weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so it was kind and it was weird because it was like oh like he's just done like there was no story like nothing like they just fired him in a promo and that was it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he was on the show last night to say he's got a new stable, new clients. Right. Okay. Started off uh, debuting a new tag team who uh, I've never heard of or seen before. But they look like they could be part of the Samoan Dynasty. Yeah, they definitely oh, look really? like Samoan Dynasty guys. Yeah. Okay. They were badass. They were really good. Yeah. Um, I wish I remembered their names. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> their names. But uh, but yeah, they were crazy looking. They were gigantic, jacked, mm-hmm. like all mm-hmm. the things. Okay, and, and then uh, his other new client that he debuted in a match against Ninja Mac, uh, who I also never heard of. Yeah, he looked like a jobber to me, but yeah, he looked like a jobber to me too. But I don't know if that's fair. Yeah, I'm like no okay. one talked about him like a jobber. So. Yeah, but uh, the but the new client that Tully debuted was uh, Brian Cage. Oh wow! So is that the motion or like for, if you if you're Brian Cage? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's something actually kind of we were discussing because what's interesting, like using Brian Cage as the example, he's he's an AEW talent. He's got an AEW contract. Right. He hasn't been on AEW in, I think, like six months. Get out of here. Yeah. And no injury, nothing like that. It started off with an injury, supposedly. Okay. Um, and then Melissa tweeted. Yeah, and then like his wife tweeted something about how he's not being used properly and it seems like that may have also kept him on the shelf. She wasn't wrong. He's been used terribly. Oh, most definitely. I was so mad when they put him in that stable. <laughs> With like, Taz? Yeah, I was like, this, oh. is, I was like, this yeah. is terrible for him. And it was. That's fair. But, uh, but yeah, so he's been out for a while. And then... Uh, but he's wrestling everywhere else. Yeah, he's been wrestling on the indies like every weekend. And okay. for promoting it. Yeah, and so it seemed really weird, and it seemed like he was probably going to, because all most of those contracts came up this year. Okay. Um, so it seemed like he was going to be let go, like once his contract was up. But then the it came out in the news that he was re like they renewed his contract. Okay. And it was like that's weird. Like, why would you do that for a guy you're not using? But uh, Tony Khan after the show. Uh, said that he didn't know for sure that he was getting Ring of Honor. Okay. But he knew he was trying to get it, and he said the plan was all along to get Brian Cage in there. 
Okay. All right. Uh, okay. We'll see how it goes. <clears throat> yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they run Ring of Honor as a second company. Yeah, because they don't have a television contract with anybody for them, right? Um, that's unclear. Yeah. People aren't sure if they still have a deal with Sinclair Broadcasting or not. I feel like I've read, I've seen like both things about yeah. that. But um, you didn't even talk about like the top off of the evening, the cherry. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, we're still talking about Brian Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Who absolutely demolished Ninja Mac. Yeah, he looked great. He was booked that's exactly good. how he should always be booked. Powerhouse. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, but but yes, the I guess we'll we'll get to the cherry of the evening. Oh my yep. god, talking Before then? Yeah. Uh oh, Minero Suzuki. Uh <laughs> he, he beat Rhett Titus for the Ring of Honor TV championship. Okay, good match. Um, it was all right. It, it was right. I feel like that was the one right yeah, after that the was right after the Briscoe. So People were excited to see him for sure. Definitely a decent like crowd response, but I feel like everyone was wiped out, even though that crowd didn't stop all night. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Okay. But it was cool to see Venero Suzuki. Mm. He looks great for fifty-three years yeah. old. Like he's fifty-three. Yeah, he's yeah. fifty-three. Wow. He's in great shape. Did, did he go super stiff on his opponent? <clears throat> Not super stiff. Like it's interesting. I feel like when he comes here to America, like he yep. adapts his style less. Because he knows. <laughs> we're uh, too delicate. <laughs> maybe, yeah. We're too, we're too fragile. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> well, he did hey. start off the match with a nice hard slap. Uh-huh. But then after that was like some American-style forearms and things. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like, right, let me just set it off, and then now we'll go into your stat. Your, yeah, your... yeah. <laughs> uh, too funny. Too funny. <laughs> Okay, all right, cool. So how long was the, the show? Uh, was it like a two-hour? Four hours, I think. Four hours? Good mm-hmm. gracious. Yeah. Pre-show yeah, to... started at six? Yeah, pre-show at six, and then the main show, yeah, it seven to... Ten. <laughs> yeah, seven to ten. Are, y- are y'all fans of the pre-show of pay-per-views? I am not. Big events? I am not, but go on, sweetheart. It depends, because sometimes, like, the Usos have been on a pre-show, and I'm like, this is all I wanted to see in the whole night. Why are they on a pre-show? Um, so I think it depends how the, how the pre-show is booked, and okay. also how long the event's going to be. Yeah, because that was, like, I don't remember, you know, in the 90s, pay-per-views and stuff like that, was, I think the max might have been three hours, but maybe two and a half, two and, like, like 45 minutes, but it seems like now we got these, like, epic five-hour shows, and it's like... yeah. It's hard to sustain that energy, and then like I don't know if it you know, down values the actual event itself because it's so long and you can't really enjoy it in like the maximum time of like attention capacity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In Ring yeah. of Honor, I think the pre-show actually built the crowd each match. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and I think also it gave because Ring of Honor originally said it was going to be a seven o'clock starting time. Okay. And then they changed it to six. Um, to accommodate some of the other shows going on. Okay. And uh, I have to assume part of that is because the Briscoes also worked Impact that night. I don't know how. I mean, there was blood, and it was like Jay's blood. Like, I don't know how they went from that match to Impact. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. I want to find that. Do a double header. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but but yeah, so they um, so with that. But yeah, the pre-show for Ring of Honor opened up with Colt Cabana against somebody. So that's you know the good. Not hometown because he's Chicago, but well, we all love Colt. He's yeah. hometown for everybody. Yeah, hometown Ring of Honor guy. Um, and then they had Dalton Castle. Um, I feel like there's a match in between. Oh, I think there was a match in but between, but I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I don't remember either. Was that Tully Blanchard's tag team, or were they on the oh, main? Oh, maybe show? it might have been Tully Blanchard's. Yeah, I think that might have been Tully's tag team. And then it was Dalton okay. Castle in a match. Like Dalton Castle was the pre-show main event. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, I think by the t- especially by the time Dalton Castle came out and he had uh, four boys with him. Yeah, people love him in the Young Boys. Okay. And, uh, or just the boys? Does he call them Young Boys? He calls them boys. boys. Yeah, just the boys. But uh, so I think yeah, people started really getting into that. So then when the show itself started, with Swerve being the opener for the main show, like people were really <laughs> into it at that point, and people had all gotten there. Who else okay. do you want to show up? Um. But with all that being said, yeah, the main event of the evening, Jonathan Gresham against Bandito. Uh, Jonathan Gresham won to become the undisputed Ring of Honor heavyweight champion. Okay. And uh, and then from there, uh, it, it was interesting, actually, on an emotional level, because Tony, Tony Khan had tweeted, don't leave the show early. Uh-huh. So you're like, oh, like something big's going to happen. Yep. And so Jay Lethal came out. And I was like, this is not big. <laughs> there <laughs> I go. Upload his opponent to win the other match. Like, he's never on TV. I was like, Tony, this is not what I expected. <laughs> Poor Jay Lethal. <laughs> Jay Lethal. But I mean, no disrespect to him. But it was like the buildup, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, they merit. <laughs> but... Tony Khan had a trick up his sleeve that nobody was expecting. Cause uh, so Jay Lethal's out. He's beaten up. Oh, and Sanjay Dutt was there for some reason. Really? I thought he retired. Yeah, he did. He, he didn't he, wrestle. He was like there oh, in a with, suit with Jay Lethal. With, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. All right. At first, like he looked like an executive, like in the crowd, but then at the end he came out with Jay Lethal. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, did, uh, did it take a, a minute to realize it was, you know, that was him? Like, it did. Okay, he looks familiar. It's actually funny. I saw him in the crowd, and I said to Irene, uh, "Who did I think he was at first? And I'm like, I know it's not that guy, though. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Who I don't I, think I knew who you were. Yeah, who I was even talking about. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know who he was. But I was like, oh, that's oh, I thought it was Sean Davari at first. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, but no, I'm like, that's definitely not Sean Davari. But I'm like, but it's somebody. I'm like. I <laughs> Just can't put, yeah, can't put a picture to face. Yeah. Yes. All Uh, right. But, uh, but yeah, so Lethal and Sanjay Dutt are beating up Jonathan Gresham. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, the uh, Godzilla sound hits. And uh, out comes Joe's gonna kill you. Oh, uh, Samoa Joe? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, so he's back with Ring of Honor now? Apparently. Oh, no. He's signed to AEW. Well, I don't understand how all that works, though. Like, everybody's signed to AEW, but they're in Ring of Honor? I feel like I don't know if everyone we saw on the Ring of Honor card will be at Ring of Honor or if Tony Khan just used this as an opportunity to, like, relaunch it. This is his thing. But also, like, 
bring in some surprises to give some AEW buzz during WrestleMania weekend. That's fair. Okay. I guess but we'll see wrestle? how it plays out. No, he so, just he did a run in to uh, save Gresham in his wrestling gear. Yeah, in his wrestling gear, though. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, is he allowed to wrestle though? Because didn't he like have like a concussion situation? Like he did have a concussion situation, but WWE cleared him for at least one match. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, is, is, you think he's gonna do like a William Regal type role, or just you know play the manager background slash maybe commentator? No, I think he's gonna wrestle. Really? Because uh, he was there dressed to wrestle, yeah. even though he didn't wrestle. Okay. Okay. Um, and we could see maybe a transition, mm. but I think he's coming in to wrestle. And I got WWE before he before he was released from there. He, they cleared him to to do at least one match. Okay, and then then he got released like shortly after that match. But okay, but he that was, was like when Triple H's people are all starting to be fired. Yeah, like everybody from NXT was the the original regime. Yeah, was being let go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, so that was Ring of Honor. Uh, yes. Did you guys see EC3's promotion? We did. Yes, we did. I'm wearing his. How was that? <laughs> Um, interesting. Yes, interesting. I think it's so, definitely the. Was right it cinematic? Way. Was it cinematic? Um, parts of it. Yeah, I guess parts of it. Um, it opened up with a literal dark match. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay. Um, as in the Did lights you, were out. Oh, so you couldn't see nobody? Nope. Hilarious. But you know there was yeah. a match going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was one of those things, like, you know, it's a big building. So even with the lights out, like, you can still kind of see. I mean, we were in the front <laughs> row. Yeah, yeah. We were in the front row. Uh, did people use their phone lights to light it? Yes, yes they did. Okay. Yes, they, they did. sure did. Oh, that's cool. And I guess. Some... some of the lights came on eventually. <laughs> yeah, the lights came on eventually because there was some This Is Stupid chants and, uh... <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, again, we were wasn't having it. And, no, no, definitely not. It was not was it stupid? Crowd. Was it stupid? It, like, when you guys were you like, what is this? So, you're like, oh, I can get into this. No, definitely no. we're like, what is this? Like, we were in the front <laughs> row and couldn't really see. Yeah. So, it's like, how oh, do you, yeah. you know, you just hear noises and you, like, you can kind of <laughs> see, like, some shadows, like, you, you know. <laughs> well, who were the performers? No idea. August uh, Artois. Okay. And somebody else in black jeans. <laughs> like, <laughs> which was a big theme of the night. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but when they did turn on the lights, how was the match? Not great. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's bad that they kept them off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't know. I, I think it was, I think those guys were in a tough spot. What do you mean? Um, like nobody knew who they were. Okay. Not even like they weren't even like that, hometown. You know, when no one knows guys. who you are, you immediately kind of have a job or like feel to you. Okay. I think that was the well, for me. That was the problem with most of the night. I felt like they didn't do a good job of telling you who these people were and why they were there. First, That's, yeah. For a company that was so built on that psychology, yeah, it didn't follow for me. Didn't follow through in the execution of this show. Okay. And, and even with names I knew. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think they they try to like explain stuff or uh, they they call them projects, which are the guys that people don't know. 
Okay. And like they wear black jeans and wrestle. Um, but like they tried to like, you know, they'd introduce them and be like, oh, like blah, 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 blah. And this is their story. But it was like a quick sentence or two. But I feel like only one person in a match even got that preamble. One person per match? Yeah. But I, mean, I feel like it wasn't. Yeah, I feel like they did that with all the people that, that you didn't know who they were. Like that, the projects, as they call them, the wrestlers in black jeans. But I didn't know what local, <laughs> local Dallas indie guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so that was the first match, a literal dark match. Yes, literal dark match. What was um, next? <laughs> up next was kind of cool to see Scotty Too Hottie. Okay. Um, he was there. That was cool. But then but did he wrestle? He did yeah. wrestle. Okay. How you look? Um, he looked good. Okay. I think he's another guy that's like 50 or so. Mm-hmm. So he's been keeping in shape and stuff? Yes, yeah. uh, absolutely. All right, cool. And uh, he did the worm, which everybody appreciated. Okay. Yeah, yes. At, at the end of the match, after winning, he brought his son into the ring. Uh, and his son looks like he's maybe like 13. Okay. He looks young. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll say it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll just say young teenager. Okay. And uh, his son did the worm, so that was cool. Now, was his match a gimmick match, or like was it a cinematic match? Like who he faced? No, it was just like a straight up wrestling match. I don't even remember who he wrestled. I, I think it might have been another project. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. They kept, it was, it was a project, so they kept an EC3 bag like on top of his head until the match started. Um, yes, so, and I guess you could say it was kind of cinematic and how the match started. Oh, yeah, how so? Because it started on the Jumbotron okay. with uh EC3 and his crew, yep, and they were like leading somebody through the streets with a bag over their head, okay. And then, then they came through the curtain with that guy and the uh-huh. bag over his head, but like they never explained why, why? they were doing that, yeah, like who he was, what his deal. Yeah, so it was kind of weird. Okay. Um, and then, like, they brought out Scotty Too Hottie and, like, EC3 and Scotty Too Hottie cut a promo yep. about, like, how Scott Scotty Too Hottie is going to control his narrative. He's not Scotty Too Hottie. He's not Scott Taylor. He's Scott, whatever his real last name is. Okay. And, um, but, like, but then he just wrestled a Scotty Too Hottie match with the worm and all the stuff. So, like, I didn't, like, there was a disconnect. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, if you gotta go one way, go all the way, not halfway. Right. Okay. Okay. Like to me, like if it's like, oh, I'm controlling my narrative, I'm not this thing, I'm not that, like, then don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> like, you know? uh, yeah, I was gonna say, what's it? Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, it's what everyone wanted to see him do. Like, right. the place well, went nuts when he did the worm. And yeah, did he have the same Scotty Too Hot Ring Attire as well? Pretty much. Okay. Um, like, yeah, he came out with a bucket hat on. And, yeah, I was going to say, in the baggy jeans. Yeah, yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so uh, all these issues. Theirs. It wasn't like a colorful vibe or anything. Right? Yeah, it wasn't colorful, but it definitely was Scotty Too Hotty. Yeah. <laughs> right. All was different. He just used his shoot name, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, what was the next match? Um... That is a very attractive question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hope y'all forgot. Shame on y'all. <laughs> there was a bunch of project stuff. Um, you and this project. <laughs> like, like, so they didn't, you know, 
I can't tell you who's who. Like, it was <laughs> guys I never heard of in black jeans. Like, <laughs> Do they call themselves projects, or you just made this on the fly? No, 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 no that's, that's their thing. They call themselves. Oh, them okay. All right. Yeah, I got to. I got to. And like their names are like there was Project Number One, Project Double O Seven. That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it would have been okay in a better context of who these people were and yeah. why they were showing up to do this. Oh, yeah, because they could have at least given more on that. Yeah. Like they okay. did give some of that, but again, it was just like one it, to two sentences. It which... wasn't enough to grab for me. It wasn't enough to grab me to make me like understand who these people were and why I should get behind one or the other, why they're paired together. Like, right? Yeah. Like all I remember from someone's description was like, "Oh, like you're not your past drug abuse." Like I'm like, "Wow, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, um, okay." So since you forgot the that match with those two projects, it wasn't Dirty Dango and Flip. Oh, that might have been the next. I feel match. like the third match was Dirty Dango and Flip. I think you're right. Not familiar with those names. You are just you not are. that presentation. Uh, sorry. Um, Fandango. Fandango is oh, the okay. You said dirty game. Dirty game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yes. then Flip Gordon. Mm, who's Flip Gordon? Um, Ring big of Honor. Well, guy. yeah, big indie guy. I guess I'll say former Ring of Honor guy at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he was Ring of Honor like the past few years. And oh. uh, he, he's. Who was in that clip with? The, the young bucks. And everybody. And... He was on being the elite a bunch. Okay. So yeah, okay. Um, he's actually a uh, New England guy, chaotic guy. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yep. Nice. And still wrestles for chaotic. Actually, I just saw him on the uh, Versace Stoner. Shout out to the Versace Stoner podcast. Okay. Um, they cover local New England wrestling um, on YouTube, okay. and I just saw a clip of uh, Flip Gordon at a chaotic show a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Okay. How was their match? Um, I feel like Fandango did not want to be there. Yeah. Flip did her thing <laughs> per usual. Yeah, Flip Gordon wrestled a Flip Gordon match, which, as you can guess by the name, Flippy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is that Fandango's new gimmick that he doesn't want? Is that his new narrative? You don't want to be there type of thing? No, I actually have no idea what his narrative was and why he was there. <laughs> oh, it was okay. weird. Like, so, like, they announced Dirty Dango. Yeah. He came out and, like, Gear that looked from a thrift shop. Not the good time. But yeah, it was like kind of dirtyish, and he was like, it was kind of a stripper kind of gimmick, but not really. Yeah. Like, I don't know, because he had like a jacket on. He was like rubbing his belly, like like a lazy stripper would. <laughs> like a lazy stripper. Stripper, that's such a thing. I don't. Yeah, know. I, don't, I don't know, like. But like it was all very like half-hearted, like, and that's why I'm like, yeah, it didn't feel like you wanted to be there. No. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, what was the next so. match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that was another project thing. Um, it was. Oh, you gotta shout out greatness. Yeah, absolutely gonna shout out greatness. Calm down. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so they did a uh, was it four on four or five on five? I don't remember. Spiky haired guy, the guy who brought the panda. Oh, man bun Jesus. Yeah, greatness guy. Um, I feel like it was four on four. I just can't remember who. Yeah, I think it was four on four. Um, But but yeah, there was a guy, his name was man bun Jesus. 
Okay. Um, came out with like a white robe and uh, and a psychedelic panda bear, like okay. someone dressed up as a panda bear. Okay. Um, then uh, also on that team, which made no sense, was like the Satan worshiper guy, Ryzen. Okay. And uh, I, I'm gonna. I, I feel like this is gonna be one of those things, like the uh, the brood back in the day and the Undertaker symbol, when they're like, it's not a cross. Um, I, I feel like I'm gonna say like, oh, he's a Satan worshiper. They're gonna be like, that's not my gimmick. And I'm gonna be okay. like, but it is. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. He was like his. Yeah, it didn't fit his look. Like his no. look looked very serious. He had on like this black and red robe and like spiky red hair with horns and all the stuff but like then yeah he was like trying to be funny like during the match um and i also don't understand how you team the satan worshiper guy with man bun jesus um that's supposed to be like ironic and funny too yeah maybe yeah um but it was those two also on a team with uh new york wrestler vinnie pacifico okay um and then uh, this other guy who had like an MC Hammer type gimmick, um, and uh, like with the baggy well, pants, you saying or what do you no mean? baggy pants? He was wearing shorts, but like uh, I don't know, he had like a fur coat ish kind of thing and okay. sunglasses, and I don't know, he just felt like MC Hammer to me. Funny, I'm like, oh, like who's the guy from that Hog signed the? Um, oh, Kenny Broadway. Yeah, he felt like a bad version of that. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, but shout out to uh, my nephew, Brother Greatness. Stole the show. Yeah. Killed it. <laughs> Made the project look terrible. For better or worse. Yeah. Uh, he got in trouble for that. But yeah, he definitely got in trouble him. for that. For what? Because uh, you've got charisma. So he was the uh, gimmick camera guy for the MC Hammer guy. Okay. Like the MC Hammer guy came out. Brother Greatness was like, had a camera, like, you know. Uh, videotaping him and then like there was a guy with a boom mic who actually hit MC Hammer in the head with the boom mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, such a mess. I mean, yeah, it was. But, uh, but yeah, my nephew, Brother Greatness, um, all he knows how to do is act a fool. Okay. Uh, super charismatic and uh, so as the camera guy, you know, he's out there and he said EC3 told him to act a fool out there. Like, Okay. But I guess uh, he was acting too much a fool because he got to the back. EC3 pulled him aside and yelled at him not to upstage the talent. Like legit did that, or was like a, a, a work? Yeah, yeah, no, legit did that. But how you know? Like, did you see it? Like a screen showing behind the? Oh no, 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 no! He told us after the show. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, that's unfortunate. Yes. I mean, yeah, I'm not was... surprised though because he did. Upstage yeah, he did upstage the talent. He 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 made a meal out of a ham yeah. sandwich. It's funny. So when you say upstage, how do you upstage the talent though? Like, what, what do you do to upstage the talent? Like, like just having personality, I think. Like, <laughs> like that's, he, that's so weird. Like that that shouldn't be his problem. That the rest no, of the exactly don't know how don't have spunk. <laughs> And that was what he said too. But I can say from many years in the entertainment industry, not just wrestling, the entertainment yep. industry, and that's where I've, yeah. you know I've heard the phrase "Don't make a meal out of a ham sandwich." Because yep. I've had some commercial auditions and things where they've said that to me. Like it's like, no, like you're just here to be background fodder. Calm down. Okay. You know? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that, hey, I mean, hey. Well, hopefully he'll be on the next show. And, you know, want to have that same situation, but. You know, hopefully, hopefully they book him to wrestle. I don't know that he wants to. <laughs> yeah, he might not want to. 
Okay. Um, it sounds like his experience wasn't entirely positive. Oh, okay. Um, but I think a lot of that is because he stayed in wrestler housing. What's and that? So a lot of companies will do this thing where it's like, oh, we'll put you up in housing. or Well, they don't even tell you it's housing. Like, oh, like we'll, we'll put you up, take care of you, you know? Yeah. What that means is like 20 people in a room. Oh, wow. And so he was saying like him and uh, his buddy that he traveled with, like they had to share a couch to sleep on. Share and a couch? A share a couch. That's crazy. Yes. Two, two adult men sharing a couch. That's crazy. And uh, and then also at 2.30 in the morning, they got woken up and told they had to do dishes. At 2.30 in the morning? Yes. That's great. By who? Um, by some dude that was there, super jacked up. I, don't, I think his name was Death. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Or, actually, I think his name literally was Bulletproof Death. Yeah. I, I think that was his name. The, the MMA looking guy? Yeah, the yeah, MMA guy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Why would you do dishes at two thirty in the morning though? Like you couldn't if you had to get dishes then you wouldn't let you know do it later in the, you know, after you wake up. <laughs> it's wrestling. Yeah, like, Wrestling's a weird world where you've gotta like show like your you're rushing a fraternity all the time. Oh. <laughs> That's like how it is in my head. Okay. All right. Like people like to let you know they've got power and control over you. I got you. I got you. Okay. Uh, um, well, uh, what, what was the next match after that? After that was uh, Irene's favorite wrestler, A Double, the greatest man that ever lived, Austin Aries. Ah, okay. I know he was on the card. All right, nice. Yes, yep. Best match. Yeah, it was him against uh, Weston Blake. Is that the guy's name? I was asking who he is. Why are you asking me his name? Because I know who he is. <laughs> I just, I, I'm not always great with the name. I think it's Weston Blake. He was one of the forgotten sons in WWE. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And not the one with the crazy tweets. Oh, okay, okay. First. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so one of the forgotten sons from WWE. Um, it was him against Austin Aries. Yeah, I would say that was probably the match of the card for uh, Control Your Narrative. Okay. Um, good, solid match. Aries looked great. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, good stuff there. And then you can tell he's excited about the promotion. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> excited about the promotion. <laughs> he wanted to be there. Yeah. Okay. Stuff always want to be everywhere. So That's true. Be <laughs> was it a gimmick match or just a regular? It was a regular match. I felt like. Yeah, it was a regular match. Um, I feel like they kind of gave Weston Blake a little bit of a control your narrative story. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, oh the show opened up this was really weird to me Um, the the show opened up with one of their projects yep uh, coming out with an American flag okay and explaining how his grandfather carried that American flag through Vietnam okay and then his grandfather gave him that American flag and he carried it through was it Iraq or Afghanistan it was Iraq Iraq yeah he carried it through Iraq and now he's giving that flag to control your narrative to carry through their their shows. Okay. I wanted to stop him and be like, take that back for your family. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was really weird to me. I'm like, your grandfather had this in war. You carried this in war. Whether you have kids or not, whether you whatever, I'm like, you should keep that in your family, I would think. Yeah, right. 
But uh, but yeah, but he donated it to control your narrative, and then they did the national anthem. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, that was the opener. But anyway, so yeah, after the Austin Aries match, was that the main event next? No. No. What was next? What was um? Was it the bulletproof tag- death guy? Maybe, but there was also that tag match that had the one project that I said was good, and the guy oh. Vincent joined those guys because who the heck did Vincent? Um, oh, Killer Cross, eventually. Wait, Vincent? Oh, yeah. right. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Um, right. So yes, there was a tag match <laughs> <laughs> with uh, two project guys who actually I remember their names. It was Psycho Boy and Fodder. Okay. Um, don't ask me which one was which. <laughs> but uh, they, they had a Titantron entrance, and uh, it said Psycho Boy and Fodder. So, And I remembered that because those are weird names, and I thought EC3's nickname was Psycho Boy, so it was weird to me that someone else was called I don't that. Think it was only Psycho Boy, though. EC3's nickname? No, this kid. No, he was Psycho Boy. Okay. Yeah, there was Psycho Boy and Fodder <clears throat> for this tag match. Um, and they took on the team of Bill Carr, who some may know uh, as a former WWE developmental talent, um, and some other guy in a kilt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, then that match led to um, Vincent uh for who many New Englanders will be familiar with. Um, he's the, uh, in New England, he is the Horror King. Um, he's also a member of the original Kingdom. That's where I get him from. Yes. Uh, with Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, TK O'Ryan, and Vincent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so Vincent came out, and uh, that then led to a match between Vincent and Killer Cross. Oh, wow. No Scarlet, unfortunately. I was, about, yeah. I was just about to ask if you were there or not. <clears throat> no, no Scarlet. In my head, I was hoping she was out drinking. <laughs> I was like, I hope she's out living her best life. <laughs> How was that match? Not what anybody <laughs> wanted to see. Really? Uh, that bad, huh? It wasn't a bad match. It was a good technical back and forth kind of you know, easygoing match. Okay. But I, everyone wanted to see Killer Cross throw people on their heads because that's kind of what you pay to see Killer Cross do. Okay. And uh, But it wasn't that. What well, so was it? It was just like a... It was, it was the type of match I would do in a training class, really. Like, there wasn't a lot of bumping. Uh, it was just like some back and forth grappling. It almost, okay. for me, kind of felt like he just came out there to do something and then he had to go to MLW. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Like, it didn't uh, feel like... Like, I was really pumped that he was going to be there, and this was, like, <laughs> match with them and whatever. And yep. I was like, oh, I, I feel gypped almost. Mm. And MLW was running that night in the same in the same building, okay. different part of it. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, so, yeah, and he is an MLW wrestler, so that would make a lot of sense if, yeah, he just kind of showed up, like, I'm here doing my thing, but I got to get to, like, the real thing I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how was the production value and, like, of the arena that you guys, like, did it look, 
like there was money put towards it, like with the lights and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely a lot of lot of money put into the production. That's good. Um, They had you know the Titantron, um, good sound system. Um, So so in that regards, very good stuff. Good lighting. Okay. Um, The seats were horrible. What do you mean? Yeah, those are bad. But that's the venue. Yeah, that's the venue. Oh, they, um, oh, they weren't comfortable. No, they oh. were like they were small. I, were they wood? Maybe. Might they were, like, how many can we like squeeze together as tight as possible? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of situation. Um, but good stuff. The uh, I don't know. We were sitting next to a lady and her two sons. Uh, they were really getting into it, so that was cool. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the Killer Cross Vincent match, it really felt throwaway. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, it was uh, definitely forgettable, yeah. And actually, as I think about it now, yep, even in that regards, like, so I'm like, yeah, even if Killer Cross, like, he's like, ah, I don't really want to do much, I've got to get to you know, whatever I'm doing next, yep, he should have come out, give Vincent like three suplexes and pinned him. Place yeah. would have went nuts, yeah, just do a squash, yeah. Okay. Place could have absolutely went crazy for that. I'm like, I feel like that's what people want to see from him. Yep. It's funny. I don't think it was intentional that he was like, I don't want to be here and care about it because he's been promoting it so much. Yeah. I just think like they misjudged what to do with it. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and then I think came the main event. Well, which was, um, so the main event was uh. Eric, formerly known as Eric Rowan, yep. the Wyatt family, now known as Eric Redbeard. Yep. Um, it was him, and who did he team with? <clears throat> now I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I was familiar with him. And I might not have been either, because I can't think of who it was. Yeah. He teamed with somebody. <laughs> That's terrible. Another project? No. no, not a project. Oh, okay. But I can't think of who it was now. Okay. Um, oh, the Queen's going to look it up, possibly okay. on the Google machine. Okay. But uh, they took on <laughs> the, the team of EC3 and formerly known as Braun Strowman. Ah, yes. And uh, it was very cool seeing Strowman in person. Okay. All right. Um, is he much bigger in person than television? I don't no. know. Yeah, like he wasn't. Yeah, I like, think I was less intimidated in person. And okay. I get that. Uh, I definitely get that. Um, it's funny. He's he's massive. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. Right. But yeah, definitely looks bigger on TV. Okay. Um, and also, what didn't help was uh. So, for anyone that doesn't know, Braun Strowman is dating current NXT superstar Raquel Gonzalez. Okay. And uh, she was there at the show with what I presume to be her little niece. Okay. Who was like two or three. Okay. In that ballpark. Okay. And number one, Strowman's a very emotional guy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he was cutting a promo and like almost crying. Mm. What was the promo about? Controlling his narrative. And- okay. Being more than a monster, he's not a monster. He's a man and with family and feelings, and he's doing okay. this for him. That kind of thing. Did he get the crowd behind him with it, or not, not really? 
Okay. <laughs> the crowd was not impressed. Yeah. Oh, okay. the crowd, the cr- I think the crowd wanted a monster. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And so I think that kind of, you know. The show was not there to like fill the crowd's desires. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. But, uh. So, part of the point. Yeah, that's definitely part of the point, I think. Like, they're like, redo this our way. Yeah. For, for better or for worse. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, with that being said, uh, so Raquel Gonzalez was there with her little niece, and like Strowman, like, was just all about her niece. Okay. <laughs> like, when the match was over, he brought her in the ring. He was like dancing with her, and he was like holding her like all night after the show. <laughs> oh, okay. Da- oh, okay. Uh, Eric Rowan's tag partner. Yes, we do know who he was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he looked like a project. Uh, actually, no, he did not. He did not. He's supposed to look like a project. We would prefer if he looked like a project. Uh, yes, yeah, so Eric, formerly Eric, formerly Rowan, now Eric Redbeard, his tag partner for the evening was Damo, uh, formerly Damo. known as T- Killian Dane. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and, uh, that's Nikki Cross's husband, right? Yes. Yeah, I was, I was wondering what happened to him after he got released, you know, with the WWE. Like, where did he go? Yeah, yep. Apparently, he's controlling his narrative. What's and, his look? Uh, yes, he was wearing trunks. <laughs> did he wear trunks in the Federation? No, oh. he wore jeans and a T-shirt. He looked better. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, he, he was wearing trunks, which was really weird because he's not the most aesthetically pleasing person. <laughs> and uh, it's also funny. very hairy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of weird that he was wearing trunks. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and then um, EC3. What's his new narrative? Yes, so uh, he is now Essential Character 3. Essential Character 3. Okay, what's the 3 stand for? Uh, I think it just still ties back to his name. Yeah, I think oh, just okay. to keep it in the name. Actually, no, because they, in the promo, well, was it a promo? No, it was in an interview. Because, um, yeah, they were showing, like, interviews on the uh, Titantron. Yep. And um, he was asked what was his favorite gimmick, and they only gave three options. Um, so I think this is his third character. Ah, uh, okay, all right. Essential, but it sounds like a generic name. Essential character three. That's like, yeah, it's very generic sounding. I thought it was the essential character EC three. No, I'm pretty sure the EC stands for essential character. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that that came about in the pandemic, um, because only essential workers. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. So he considered himself the essential character. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I'm a fan of his. I really hope that's like. Takes off. Yeah. They dust it off and they make some adjustments. Yes. Okay. Hopefully that will be the case. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, So was it a, a cinematic match or just regular? Match. Regular match. Okay. Regular match. Um, that's another thing that I really didn't understand about the show is because uh, they made a big deal about all these rules going into it. Okay. 
um, and like it, there's matches and there's fights. Yeah, they didn't tell you what was which ones were which. Yeah, okay. and like fights were supposed to like have no time limit. You can only win by like knockout or submission. Okay. And like matches, like had time limits and you know regular wrestling match rules, so to speak. But uh, but yeah, no point was anything either. And Killer Cross's match got thrown out because he knocked the guy out. And I'm like, should it have been a fight? Like, is there confusion on that? <laughs> like, <laughs> ooh, goodness. Okay. So, right. so yeah, so that was all kind of weird. Um, and then uh, also part of their rules: no super kicks, no tope suicidas, okay. no Canadian destroyers. Okay. And uh, somebody did get disqualified. Did they hit a tope suicida and got disqualified, or was it a super kick? I thought it was a super kick. But it was a super kick. So, Hilarious. Uh, yeah, someone hit a super kick and got disqualified. <laughs> um, and Austin Aries kept teasing tope suicidas, mm. but he never did one. And, okay. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, um, it was interesting. It was definitely interesting. Um, I I will let our listeners in on a little info. I do intend to uh, pursue things a little further with Control Your Narrative. Nice. Um, I had mentioned, you know, on our show previously that I had uh, reached out to them about getting booked on this show. Right. And uh, they never responded. Um, and then uh, apparently EC3 put out a thing of they didn't have time to like read like everyone's thing. And I'm like, why would you tell everybody to like? Right, like, Go through the trouble. Like, Ooh, we're getting a lot of responses. I'm gonna have a seminar and make money. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, because that's what they did and said. They was like, oh, we don't have time to like get back to people, but like, if you want to be part of the show, do our seminar. <laughs> uh, but but I did not do the seminar. Um, we went to Waco. Yes, instead we went to Waco. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, but, I was but, Waco. Yeah, Waco was really cool. Okay. That was the best day. Yeah, that was definitely the best day. Uh, We went to uh, this place, Magnolia Table. Okay. Which, uh, for any HG fans who love Chip and Joanna. (laughs) Yes, yeah. For all you HGTV fans out there, home flippers. Yeah, (laughs) home flippers. Yes. Uh, But, but yeah, so, uh, Chip and Joanna, uh, I'm not very familiar with them, but, uh, I guess they. I love know, them. Yes, the queen loves them. They they do their HGTV show and they've got a restaurant. Well, they have their own network now. Oh, Julia. excuse me. Yeah, they started <laughs> on HG and then now they have their own network. Like it's really incredible the empire that they've built there. They're from, you know, they're from Waco or right around there, but they live there. And so the, their thing was they always just did work in Waco. Yeah. Um, because they wanted to like be home and their families and all of it. Just even as they grew, like became really famous. And they have a realty company there. They do, aside from all of like the fixer-upper work, and they bought this place called The Silos. And mm-hmm. they made this um, kind of like compound-ish. Like, how would you describe it? Yeah, kind of compound-ish. Like their own little utopia. Yeah, like they have, there's like a small baseball field they made because like Chip loves baseball. And they've got all these little shops and they've got their big Magnolia furniture store. And they've got the bakery and the coffee shop and... Um, a bunch of food trucks and then just like a short drive away they have magnolia table restaurant they've they have like bed and breakfast there like they've really kind of made it a destination so to speak nice nice 
see, um, see you guys going back there in the future again, just for you know to see you know, more sights and sounds of Waco. Um, no. or is it more like a one time thing? Not, not necessarily more sights and sounds of Waco, but. <laughs> We'll be back to Magnolia de- table. Definitely, we will be back to Magnolia, Magnolia. table to sample more of their food. It was so good. Okay. All right. Are you guys doing a plan going to, because it is Sunday, Sunday service at, um, what is it, Joel Osteen, you say? Joel Osteen's in Houston. Oh, Katie okay. Jakes is in Dallas. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. check his Instagram. But, it doesn't matter now. Church is going on. Yeah, but uh, we are not going this morning uh, because T.D. Jakes, we believe, is in North Carolina. Yeah, he had this okay. international conference, and I was okay. so disappointed when I saw on Instagram <laughs> that he was going to be in North Carolina. I was like, man. <laughs> so we will definitely come back, though, and check out the Potter House with T.D. Jakes. No question. Okay. Um, and then also while we were in Waco, we checked out uh, where the uh, famous uh, Branch Davidian Church was, uh, mm-hmm. where the 1993 massacre yeah. took place. He did come back and do Sunday morning service. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, that's really upsetting. That's so upsetting. <laughs> Breaking news, everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> All right. We we instead we got to do the podcast. <laughs> but um, okay. So that was controlling narrative. So was those the only shows that you guys went to before Mania? Yes. yes. Okay. So let's um talk about the granddaddy of them all. Day one WrestleMania. Yeah. How, how was it? Um, good. I thought it was good. It's, it's uh it's funny it's it's very grand um you know it's wrestlemania right uh the i'm trying to think what was the first match of the night the Uso pre-show and shinsuke the, nope there's no pre-show how nice that is when they the business and uh it was weird actually because they said pre-show at five okay and so we got there for five and okay. all it was was a dj <laughs> okay. And it, I mean, there must have been. I feel like I kept hearing Kayla Braxton's voice here and there. Like they must have yeah. been filming it for like Peacock. Okay. Um, and then probably have like, the panel. Their panel. But okay. there were no matches on it this time. Okay. All right. Did DJ play good music? <laughs> um, not bad. There was definitely some uh, old school Death Row songs played. Censored, <laughs> uh, of course. Oh, obviously. <laughs> Where were y'all uh, seating? Uh, Seating-wise was awesome. We were basically uh, the towards the back of the floor. Okay, back of On the floor. Okay. So you had a good view of everything? Um, As long as people were sitting down, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. We I got like you. dead center to the ring and the entrance ramp. Yeah. So we had really good seats. But if people... But it's funny, if people were, like, flat on the mat or on the floor, you couldn't see. Okay. Um, and then if people stood up, you had to, you know, watch the monitor up on the top of AT&T Stadium. Yes. Like, literally the top of AT&T Stadium. Okay. Yeah, my neck is still sore. <laughs> but with that being said, I mean, these are the best WrestleMania seats we've ever had. Yeah. Nice. Bobby Orlando 
indie wrestler from up north. He was very impressed with our seats. <laughs> How so? How did you, did you see him there? Yeah, we saw him there. Uh, okay. He was actually there, part of the show. Really? Was he security? And that's what it felt like. Yeah. Okay. He didn't do anything, but uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think he was some sort of security role or whatever. But uh, okay. it was funny. Um, you know, I've, I've wrestled him one time, and I've only the time I wrestled him is the only time I've ever even been on a show with him. So it's not like yep. I know him very well. Yep. Um, but like, I look like like you see someone, and you're like, I think I know that person. So I just went up <laughs> and I'm like, Excuse me, are you Bobby Orlando? And it was funny. He didn't know how to answer. <laughs> yeah, like you know, because he's there as security. You don't want to be noticed, so to speak. Um, but he was like, yeah. And, was, and I'm like, I'm Osiris. He's like, oh! Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he had on his little uh, WWE talent lanyard. Okay. Um, and, but but yeah, he was just in the, like, not in the crowd sitting, standing, you know? And that's why I'm like, yeah, I think it was some sort of security type gig. I just want to get those type of gigs. That is a very attractive question. Um. I guess I would have to ask my tag partner, Ronnie, although he got it through Don Vega. So okay. I feel like it's the sort of thing where you've got to know somebody that's, like, got an in. Okay. Um, in which case, Bobby Orlando and uh, those guys, they're all from the uh, Pro Wrestling Magic School. What? Which, uh, Pro Wrestling Magic School in, uh, is it in New- I think it's in New Jersey or Long Island. Oh, that's the actual name of the wrestling school's? Pro wrestling. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, that has very strong Zack Ryder connections. Okay. And uh, so I don't know if there's some connection there. And it also has very strong Pat Buck connections. Okay. And, and uh, I don't know if Pat Buck is still with WWE, but I know he was for a period of time. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. So, uh, so yeah. So I assume there's some sort of connection there that helps them get in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, with all that being said, um, so we just ran into him and he was like, wow, like on the floor. It's like, yeah, like, you know, it was pretty cool. Yep. Um, but, uh, but, but yes, um, so very cool seats. And then, uh, the action of the show itself opened up with the Usos. Um, it's not paranoia, the Uso penitentiary. (laughs) And before the Usos was Pat McAfee dancing on the desk. Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance, which is, you know, what I live for. Yes, yes. Pat McAfee living his best life. I love it. Love it. <laughs> is uh, Shinsuke still tagged with um, Ooze? Yeah. Yes, yep. What do y'all take of that tandem? It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. They're a funny little duo. Unexpected. <laughs> but yeah, where did the other guy go? Where did Boots come from? Like... I don't remember seeing him before he got tagged with Shinsuke. Uh, he was in NXT. Okay. Um, pretty much doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, was he with Elias at one point? He was not with Elias. Okay. Uh, it would make sense if he was, but he was yeah, not. the Hokuto thing? Yeah. If anything, I almost feel like that's why Elias like, got taken. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, we've got this other guitar guy. Yeah, but Elias was good, though. The whole walk with Elias thing. Oh, I loved Elias. Oh, my God. Right. That's all he would talk about for I don't even know how long. 
the man would have like 20 minute entrances. Yes. Yep. <laughs> like, don't talk. Alliance is on TV. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, the Who Usos. They face? Uh, oh, the Usos. Usos. Right, 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 yeah, right. right. Usos the match? Them. Not bad. I think Rick Boos got shoot hurt. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I think he was trying to do a spot where he had uh, both Usos and a Samoan drop. Okay. And I think he hurt his knee. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, otherwise, decent match. Usos won, kind of surprisingly to me. I, yeah, I honestly wasn't sure what was going to really? happen there. I mean, should say, since they're part of Roman's like click, I, I want to think that they're trying to book a week, you know? No, well, but. The way they've been pushing Shinsuke and Rick boobs. Okay. And like just all the stuff around them. I don't know. Yeah, like Shinsuke and Rick boobs are like the like official like product talkers of yeah. SmackDown. Okay. Um, they sell everything. Like they did some sort of car commercials. <laughs> last, last night, they like had a Mike's Hard Lemonade entrance. <laughs> Funny, yeah, yeah, okay, um, right. but good times. Um, I'm trying to think what other th- this won't necessarily be in order, yeah, but uh, Logan Paul and the Miz against the Mysterios, okay. Logan Paul really impressed me, he made Dominic look so bad, really. Made Dominic look bad, yeah. Would, would you say Logan Paul is he better than Bad Bunny? Yes, yeah. wow, I don't even like, I don't like the Pauls at all, but I was like, I respect he showed up well wow yeah okay. if i was a promoter i would book logan paul i'm not yeah, make him my that guy, good but yeah i would definitely book him he's got the look he's got the charisma and he's got the moves down yeah really like, he looks smooth in the ring no botches no botches no. good for him his frog splash better better than dominic Yep. There he is. Actually, the only person who made botches was Dominic. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. But a fun, fun entertainer match? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. All right. Uh, Miz and Logan Paul won, surprisingly. Okay. And then Miz turned on Logan Paul for some reason. Because he's the Miz. So Logan Paul is a face now? Possibly. I don't know because people still don't like. Yeah, it, like people like cheer, people cheered people the Miz, cheer the Miz when he did it. All right, um, maybe Miz is the face now. No, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, don't I think just for that minute. Yeah, it was all weird. I, I guess we'll see where where things yeah, go on, on Raw. Monday. Okay, okay. Um, let's see other match. Oh, uh, some people are saying this was the match of night one. I don't know that I agree, but I don't know that I disagree. Okay. Uh, Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair. Ah, for the women's title? Yes. My girl. For the uh, Raw women's title specifically. Raw women's title, right. Because uh, they had two women's title matches last night. Yeah, Charlotte was the other one? Yes. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair uh, put on a really good match. They did. Bianca Belair won. Well, she got squashed last time with with Becky. Yes. So So, they made right on that. Yeah. She got her receipt. Yes. And uh, I've got to say, for me as a watcher of people in the audience, 
Yeah. It was actually really cool. Uh, when Bianca won the match, the queen was going crazy. <laughs> but, like, I adore her. I love her so much. She's so good. <laughs> and uh, But also other people in the audience, like they were genuinely like so happy like that she won. And that was really cool to see. It's like, wow, like that's what, what you call like emotionally connecting with an audience. Really? So like folks were like, was there any tears in the audience? <laughs> there definitely were. They're definitely oh, wow. Um, so it was interesting. Like, yeah. I did do an initial jump up and down. Yeah. <laughs> As did a lot of other people, like grown men. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Doing it. So I thought that was cool to see. Like, um, I think, you know, so earlier we had talked about the Briscoes and FTR and the emotion of the, uh, and saying, oh, that might have been like the emotion of the weekend. Yep. The thing I think that may contend with it was uh, Seth Rollins. Oh my gosh. I was so anxious. And his mystery opponent. Okay. Who ended up being the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. I I, I think everybody was uh, anticipating that. They were. Well, it's funny. People (laughs) around us were going down a list of who it could be if it wasn't Cody. So like, it's, Cody. it's Shane. It's Bray Wyatt. Like, they're, it's John Cena. It was... <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> it's like, everyone was expecting Cody, but also prepared for it not to be Cody. <laughs> uh, so, wh- what's Cody's um, entrance gimmick? Same thing. American exactly. Nightmare. Yes. Love it. Was so happy. Came okay. up through the floor. Yeah. Wrestling has more than one royal family. It's funny, but like at first, though, the lights went out. Yep. Then you just saw. And it felt kind of like the fiends. The yeah, way the lights so everyone's went out. like, Bray Wyatt, okay. Bray Wyatt. And I was like, Wrestling has more than one royal family. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Wrestling has more than one royal family. <laughs> and then his music hit. Because I said, to, I was like, if he comes back and he's not the American, I'm like, how can he not be the American Nightmare? That tattoo was the size of someone's face on his head. <laughs> right? Like, you can't do that. And then right? I was like, his entrance music is so good. Like, I did the whole thing. So I was really hoping they weren't going to change it. And I was happy to see that he came back as himself. Nice. How was the match? Match was it solid. Was, yeah, it was good. Okay. Okay. Uh, my only complaint. Seth Rollins kicked out of the crossroads. Okay. And uh, I feel like that shouldn't have happened because that that's what ultimately ended up being the finish. Cody hit him with like four at the end. Okay. He did a little dusty thing. Yes, he did. Uh, he did three crossroads. And then okay. for some reason, like, picked Rollins up and then did the dusty jabs and elbow. The bionic elbow? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. And then, then hit him with a fourth crossroads for the pin. Okay. But, uh, so for, Rollins was lifeless. Yeah, yeah, Rollins was it. lifeless at that point. But oh. uh, but but for me, I'm like, oh, like I don't know. I, I'm big in protecting your finish. Ah, uh, especially on a debut. But I guess they want to make Seth still seem strong. I guess. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Seth, uh, I think somehow found a time machine. Okay. Went, went back in time to WrestleMania five. <laughs> Okay. Hit up Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> and was like, hey, can I borrow your lacy tights? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and they would say, like, his shears. Yeah, his- no, not the shears, but the, oh, okay. the, 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 the tights were sheer. 
that, that oh, look okay. literally had like lace in a section of them. That old Brutus the Barber look. Too funny. Yes. <laughs> so, um, GA, now, uh, now that you've seen Cody Rose, so it's no longer work for you no more for him and uh, AEW? I, I guess not. I, you know, it's official. <laughs> it's official. So, I guess I know with that, where, where do we, what do you guys think? Like, what's the going to be the end game with Cody now with uh, the WWE since he was so prominent in AEW? I mean, they have to give him a big push, I would yeah. assume. Okay. But I don't know what that means. I know. I want. I just hope they do right by him and they use him well. Um, okay. I don't have a lot of faith given like what they do to poor Finn Balor. That angers me every time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know Finn Balor didn't even make WrestleMania. Like h- how? He might be nice. Why, why? Is he on day two? No. no. Oh wow, he's, he's not, not on the card at all. He, he he instead got to be on the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on the, the WrestleMania episode of SmackDown. Second to last. Oh wow, he was the last person tossed out. Yes, last person eliminated. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but if you're Cody, what do you think? Which like your a your reason for switching sh- promotions and like what is he trying to establish himself in? You know, Vince is a bad guy that he didn't do the first time. So he actually did an interview with Variety, uh, Vanity, Vanity Fair. Okay. And uh, in it, he, he said his goal is to get the one title his dad never had. Oh, the world um, Segway title. Yeah. But now they got two titles. So, like, which one is he going for? The Universal one or the other one? Well, I guess we'll find out after tonight. If because after tonight, supposedly there's only going to be one. Oh, right. You're right. With uh, yeah, Roman and Brock. Yes, okay. but uh, I've I've heard rumors that even if they unify the titles, they may bring back a second world title at some point. Okay. Um, okay. Which I guess we'll see. But because uh, what's tough for me, I like I don't see Cody beating Roman Reigns. I mean, someone's gonna have to at some point, unless they just. I, I think that'll be in forever until he retires, which I'm fine with because right now I don't see anyone who should beat him. I, I think it'll be Braun Breaker that beats him. Crazy to me, and it better not be in like five minutes. <laughs> no, I don't think it'll be quick, but I think it'll be Bron- if it's not Braun Breaker, Gable Stevenson. But I think it's gonna be one of those two. I would feel a little better about Gable Stevenson, which is his pedigree. That's fair, but but yeah, that's that's my my prediction. It's one of those two that, that beats Roman. Yeah, Stephanie McMahon brought him out. Yeah, Stephanie McMahon brought out Gable Stevenson last night. Like, okay. which was kind of awkward because he didn't say anything. Yeah. Okay. Like, he came out, waved to the crowd, and then they went to the back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that, I guess a quick appearance doesn't hurt. Yeah. No, no. It's probably, I was like, he's probably got to get back to school, study for finals. <laughs> uh, so, uh, say they do take the title off Roman and put on, you know, Gabe, Gabe Stevens or even Braun Breaker this. Cody have a better chance of getting at that point? I'm going to say yeah. no. Really? <laughs> Why not? So he he I think he could beat Braun Breaker. I don't think he could beat Gable Stevenson. Is Gable Stevenson, is he big in person? Like, is he like a big guy? He's a good sized guy. Okay. I don't feel like he's very tall. Yeah. Okay. But, but good size to him. Okay. You know, legit Olympic heavyweight athlete. Okay. 
So Cody's is someone in a tough place, then it's hard to push yeah, him. Hard to... And... Okay. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, we'll see what they do with him. But I can't, I just, it's tough for me to picture. And if he did get the title, like, does he stay with Vince and go back, or go back to AEW, like, all right, do what I had to do in that promotion, now I'm back home type of thing, or? Right... Interesting in the article, the way he phrased it, because they asked him, like, why he left WWE, like, I mean, why he left AEW, how he felt going back to WWE, yep. and he, you know, wants to keep the reasons why he left AEW private, he said he would, and he's, there's no, like, big interview or whatever he's gonna do. Yep. Um, but he just said, you know, in the talks that like they gave him an opportunity at his dream, and you know, you don't want to leave stones unturned, and um, you know, he has this unfinished business, so to speak, about getting what his dad never got, right? And being able to go back there as him, like he talked about, you know, leaving there and them not really liking him and not like not as a person but like his wrestling like not thinking right. much of him he was never going to be the guy this or that but right. being able to go you know wrestle Dallas Wrestlemania yeah 32 yep was his last and WWE. he was Stardust yeah and he was Stardust and so we talked about leaving as Stardust and then being able to come back as himself and this person that he built on his own without anybody else like he did it just like what a feeling that is and um, being able to do that, it's like pretty full circle. Okay. All right. Well, it'd be interesting to see where it goes from now. Yes. And he's going to be producing a documentary about his dad. Yeah. Super cool. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Um, what other highlights of the show uh, that you guys witnessed? Uh, so, Charlotte Flair against Ronda Rousey. Okay. Um, match wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Is uh, Ronda still? I was gonna say she's still ring rust. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was actually saying to the queen, I was like, I feel like Ronda didn't like train for this. Where like, she was her, blown up. Not that she was blown up. Like she was in fine condition. Yeah. But like her moves didn't look crisp. Everything ah. looked like awkward. Like the every time she like threw Charlotte, like she landed. Like everything was very awkward about it all. Yeah. Okay. I also don't think maybe part of it uh-huh. that we didn't talk about is how tall Charlotte is. I don't know if Ronda's used to working with the WWE talent that's like the same size as her. So maybe that also played a part in her not being prepared. I could okay. see that. Have they wrestled before? Loosely. Okay. Like they had the last WWE match uh, Ronda was in was a triple threat. It was her and Becky and Charlotte. Okay. Yes. Um, and then they've been in tag matches together, but I don't think they've really. really yeah, they haven't really. Wrestle. No. Okay. Yeah, so they just probably didn't have that repertoire together. Report, yeah. I mean, together. Okay. And uh, the the highlight of that match for sure. Oh gosh. <laughs> Charlotte Flair had a uh, wardrobe malfunction. I believe is the uh, PC term. Hilarious. <laughs> going crazy that he missed it. Yeah. Like, get over it. Like, oh my gosh. Were they able to recover quickly with the ma- wardrobe malfunction? I didn't even see it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was very quick. It was, like, I saw it happen. I said it. And as I was saying it, like, they had already fixed it. I also was watching the ring, not the 
screen. So I oh, never okay. have been able to see that from where we were. Oh, it's good to do yeah. a quick on the <laughs> on the dial. <laughs> yes, yep. But uh but yeah, the people around us were very excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> and, uh, uh, funny. But yeah, but good stuff there. Then the uh the main Ooh, Oh wait, wait, who, who went who went over for that match? Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh, okay. All right, so she was taking the belt. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Still a SmackDown right. Women's Champion. I thought it was interesting. When Ronda came out, everyone stood up because like she's Ronda Rousey. So you're seeing like this famous person come into the arena. Right. But throughout the match, there were more people cheering for Charlotte than I thought there were gonna be. I thought I'd be like, the only one. Okay. All right. Yeah, it was a pretty pro Charlotte crowd. I was surprised. Okay. All right, cool. All right. Next match. The, or next uh, highlight. Yes, the the main event of the evening. Yep. Uh Kevin Owens against ah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. So wait, that was a match? It ended up being a match. Okay. Because it wasn't supposed to be like a talk show segment? Yeah, it started as yes. a talk show. Okay. Yep, it started as a talk show. And then Owens says to Austin, he's like, I lied to you about why I wanted you here. Um, it was actually really weird. Like, Because yeah. he's like, oh, like I actually brought you here so we could have a match. <laughs> like... <laughs> First of all, how was the pop with Stone Cold's music hit? Oh, insane! I mean, wow! Since wow. it's in you know, Texas and all, yeah, yeah, loudest. Uh, I mean, but e- eardrums were popping. Oof! What a feeling! Kind of, yeah, um, you know, it, it's interesting for me um, because I feel like uh, I, I I can remember vividly. Uh, being in Worcester okay. the night that uh, Mick Foley won the title. Okay. And Austin uh, played a big part in that. Okay. And I, I remember in Worcester that night, the glass broke and the whole place went nuts. And uh, last night, I mean, and I guess, you know, comparing Worcester Centrum to <laughs> AT&T Stadium, uh, <laughs> you know, they, there, there were 75,000 people there last night. But, like, we went to the first WrestleMania we went to together in yeah. Dallas. Austin made an appearance. He and did. And that crowd went nuts. But this they was, did, like, another was octave. Yeah, like this, was, this was so different. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I, I think there was an energy and people were expecting a match. Yes, they were. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, when, when that glass broke, like, Forget woo! it. If that was, <laughs> like, locked shut, definitely could have blown off. Yeah. Like, the, the, the awesome pop is real. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I think the only big pop I've ever witnessed is uh, during, like, the Rock Center. So, I can imagine it's probably on par with Stone Cold. So, I definitely see where you guys are coming from. Yes. Yep. And, uh... So yeah, so it was pretty crazy. The match itself, it was a uh, brawl. Okay. Um, they they fought outside the ring and just all over the place. It was a uh, no holds barred match. The guy the behind us lost it every time he took a sip of beer. I was like, he's gonna take more sips of beer. It's gonna be okay. Come yeah, down. yeah, yeah. Austin, Austin kind of treated it like a New Jack match. And okay. uh, you know how New Jack will like play with his toys throughout the match. Yeah. Like Austin did that with beers. So Austin like <laughs> hits Owens with something, then calls for a beer. They throw him a beer, you know. <laughs> and, I was just uh, saying, was he rusty in the ring? Um, 
I don't think so. I think I think he looked I think he looked better than Ronda Rousey. Yeah, he did. Hilarious. Um, they kept it simple. Um, oh. which I, I which was, was smart. Yeah, definitely smart. And and even like I try to think back to old school Austin matches and I'm yeah, like, I don't yeah. Think he ever did anything. No, Austin never right. really did a lot anyways. Um, yeah, so, he still get the you said to protect his neck. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Although he took oh, a suplex oh on the God. floor. I, I really like that. Yes. Saudi Arabia buddy must be really good. I I was like, I could not believe he did that. <laughs> yeah, took a suplex on the floor. So that was pretty crazy. But uh uh-huh. um, but yeah, it was the the classic Austin spots, you know, stomp a mud hole in the corner, walk it dry. Um punches, Thez press. Um all that stuff and then yeah they just fought around the ring he uh yep. one point he oh he came to the ring in the four-wheeler okay. <laughs> and uh, at one point owens tried to take the four-wheeler but couldn't figure it out and then austin like attacked him and then drove owens on the four-wheeler to the top of the ramp and beat him up some more <laughs> yeah had some more beers <laughs> um and then the match of course finished in, in the center of the ring with a stunner some more beers and then uh, Austin brought somebody into the ring. I actually want to watch it back. It looked like okay. his dad. Yeah, like it, it definitely looked like a relative. Yeah, there was a family okay. resemblance for sure. Okay. So that was cool. And uh, it was actually funny. Austin, before Austin brought him in the ring, Austin threw him a beer and he dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. People are like, right, so cold, Steve Austin throws you a beer. You don't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, like, yeah like they were insulted. <laughs> but I think ultimately insulted because they were envious. Yes, for sure. Oh, okay. But uh, but yeah, uh, great stuff all around. Looking forward to night two tonight. Yep, for sure. And uh, and yeah, just uh, so far has been a good trip. You know, next week's podcast we should uh, definitely we'll we'll cover more of uh, we'll cover night two. We'll cover raw. And yep, everything else. Oh, so you guys are staying for Raw as well? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. And uh, in the meanwhile, you know, I, I imagine you guys are probably have to rest up because uh, what time you guys are gonna head in for night two today? Um, I'm okay with getting there a little later tonight than we did yesterday. I don't know how you feel about that. My only concern <laughs> about it is we're going to park. How far away? Oh, that's true. It's only worth well, getting there early to make sure you don't park like. We already had to. We already have to walk almost a mile from where the park, where the parking, where the AT and T parking lot no, is. No, I'm gonna disagree with that. Okay, so from my seat. No, I'm still gonna disagree with that. <laughs> I know your watch said it was a mile, but here's the thing. Yeah, uh, we got lost. Oh. So on okay. the way. <laughs> where we were going. So we were like, wait, we don't know if this is the right way, but it ended up being the right way. We, we, we took some around. wrong. We took some wrong steps. Kind of, but not a lot. Not enough for it to be like drastically. Okay, off. that's fair. So yeah, it's probably like I don't know, eight tenths of a mile. Oh man, if you will. Oh man. Um, but yeah, it, it was far. Uh, it's a giant stadium it's and a so giant. Big. Oh my goodness! And then you had to find where the wristbands were. Like that was a whole process. Indeed, indeed. But uh, but today we've got a better idea of how all that goes, so I think it'll be 
a smoother trans yeah. trip. Like they open okay. doors at four thirty. Yeah, people. doors okay. open at four thirty. Yesterday we got there at like quarter of five. Okay. Um, but I'm like now knowing that there's no pre-show matches, I'm like ah, like I don't know that I want to be there that early. Yeah, just but, for the DJ time. Right. Yeah. But I definitely yeah. get it from a parking perspective that yeah might be worth getting there on time. Yeah, instead of having to walk that distance again. Well, we'll still have to walk the same distance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but we were in the, the closest like, to be- the park because we park Yeah, because we got there at a decent time. Yep. Um, we were closer to the front of the parking lot like than the, the back. So it would have been even worse if we had got there later. Okay. Also, to get to our seats, how far down did we have to go in that stadium? Yeah, we had to go really far down. Um, okay. That that was probably like a half mile of the walk right there. <laughs> and they people like every time you turn a corner, like just keep going this way, keep, have a great time, keep go- turn here, <laughs> like turning and turning. And as you're passing other people, it's funny. We went after we got to our seats. We went back up to go get like I wanted to get a t-shirt and get a drink, and. You see people's reactions coming down. They're like, "Where are the seats? They're like, How far is this walk?" Who's <laughs> like stopping to take a breath? Like it was funny. So yeah. funny. Well, <laughs> all right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to see uh, how the rest of your trip uh, ends, and you know, obviously what the experience with night two is and raw. So. Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right, cool. And cool. just very quickly, because we did not touch on this last week. Mm-hmm. Um. I and so I wanted to touch on it a little bit and also just bring up an article I read this morning in the New York Post. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair and Mike Tyson say the Will Smith slap was a work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Really came from it. I don't understand. There's supposed to be a reason. There's no good reason for that work. There's no end game. No. The- Will Smith's letting people know. You talk about his wife, he gets slapped. He's a bigger joke now than he was going into the Oscars. I don't understand. Well, that's because it was Chris Rock that he slapped. (laughs) It would have been better if he had worked it out with The Rock ahead of time. He's not slapping The Rock. If they had worked it out ahead of time, maybe. But, you know, you'd be like, you know, "Ah, like, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Like, that's, that's what happens. No one believes the rock wouldn't drop it. <laughs> uh, too funny. Too funny. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. He's like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> uh, Osiris, if you want to you know, take us out how you always do. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, although, oh, you know what? I may even have a makeshift bell. Sweet. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Because, uh, you know, we got to work with what we got. Yes, sir. But, uh, all right, everybody. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. It's uh, 1014 here Central Time, 1114 Eastern. Hope you all enjoy your day, your evening, your afternoon, whatever it is, whatever time it is when you are listening to us. You could be anywhere in the world right now. You could even be in Dallas, Texas. You, you know, you could be anywhere. You could be in Anchorage, Alaska. You could be somewhere in Virginia. Uh, shout out to our Virginia listener. Uh, shout out to our Germany listener. 
Uh, <laughs> but, but yes, point being, you could be anywhere in the world right now and you are listening <laughs> to us. And we appreciate that. There's no water bottle today because you can't fly with water. Nope. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, we, we wish you all happiness, healthiness, and wealthiness. Whatever yep. wealth is to you. Wealth is abundance of love, money, health, all the good things, good food, good times. We love you all. We are out. One, two, three. Oh, that was horrible. Hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, none of these objects work well for bells. All right, so we're just going to go old school, do it like my main man, Michael Winslow. <laughs> Here we go. One, two, three. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> uh. <laughs>